Thank you for listening to the Scout My Game Around the World podcast. On this episode, we have Alyssa Gagliardi, interviewed by Ryan Dupra. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Scout My Game. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Today, I am joined. This, this is actually really cool because somebody that I've been on the ice with, uh, Alyssa Gagliardi. Did I say it right, Alyssa? Yeah, yeah close enough. <laughs> I know it's Italian. I know it's got yeah. flavor in there. And she is one of the new coaches of the Carolina Junior Hurricanes elite girls elite team that's brand new this season. Uh, I brought Alyssa on not only because I've been on the ice with her and I like how she operates as a hockey coach, but um, I wanted her to talk about the new program, giving girls an option to stay home in the Carolinas, as well as you're also pulling players from out of state, I hear. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we have girls, I think, from four or five states, um, awesome. which is pretty cool. So, yeah, we're uh, we're looking to be a, a program, you know, obviously in the southeast, but hopefully in a few years somewhere, a program that any, any girl in a, that wants to compete and get better, you know, from across the country could cool. come and join. So I want to, like, take a deep, deep dive into that. And, and then also, if you could, um, after that, we'll shed some light on kind of your story and kind of how you did not have those options and you had to create your own path. Does that sound cool? Yeah, that sounds great. All right, so first of all, um, so you and Coach Mike, former Coach of NC State, were you, um, were you kind of approached with this uh, possibility and this opportunity or is it something that you had a part in kind of creative and creating, bringing to the Raleigh area? Yeah, well, a lot of the the credit there will go to David Ray, who's the uh, director of the uh, Junior Carolina Junior Hurricanes girls program. Um, he approached Mike and I probably about a year ago now, uh, maybe December 2019. But um, yeah, you know, he had this idea for a program that would really mimic kind of the boys junior model, but on the girls side. Okay. Um, and just as a place where you know, if girls couldn't or didn't want to go up to prep school or didn't want to have to leave home or you know just weren't ready for that step yet that they would have a really really competitive place to not only play but develop with ice time with off ice training with um you know kind of individual player development and things like that so um it was really kind of his vision um so he he put a lot of a lot of hours into it Mm -hmm. um you know even you know 10 12 months ago so to finally see it all come to fruition, we have a dedicated locker room space at a brand new facility in Raleigh at the Wake Competition Center. So it's just it's just like the boys' junior locker rooms um, down the hall. So it's really exciting. You know, it's something that I never thought would be an option down here, um, right. you know, when I was younger. And to see it all kind of come full circle um, is really cool. And so, you know, David approached Mike and I and, you know, wanted to see our interest in getting involved and, um, you know, different things like that. And, um, you know, I think for me, the big reason it was a yes for me was, um, I knew we'd have the amount of time you need to really develop girls at this level. So Mm -hmm. we're on the ice four or five days a week. We've got four or five hours of practice in addition to games, in addition to two off ice workouts a week, in addition to team meetings, you know, like really being able to have the time you need to develop players more than just the average youth of you know, maybe two practices a week and one's a half sheet um, or something like that. So um, that's what really drew me to the program. So speaking of that specifically, what has been the, um, 
I guess the acceptance or, or the girls kind of coming from a program, even AAA or where they only had two hours a week into this? Was it, was it kind of a harsh reaction or was it easy for them to slide into or? Oh, I think it, you know, I think it varied. I think some girls adapted really quickly. I think some girls were very excited about it, but took a little longer to be like, okay, like I got to bring my A game, you know, every practice. Because now, right, you're in a team where everybody was the best player on their team last year in the area, whether, you know, and we're a pretty young team. We've got, you know, we got girls from 15 to age 19. So um, we're, we're more of a 15, 16 year old um, team, but we, we got some really good more veteran players. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's been an adjustment. It's been interesting to see um, getting thrown into this new program, new environment, really a lot more competitive than I think girls are used to. And, right. and also a program with higher expectations. Like we, right. we expect very high level yeah. of compete, effort, attitude every single day. Um, so I think it, it's definitely been great. And uh, obviously COVID has put a, a you know fun twist on this entire season so far um with games getting canceled and things like that but again I think we're fortunate because we get the ice time we do so if games get canceled it's like you know what we're, we're still having hard practices we can compete we can get our you know add an additional off-ice training to to make up for you know some of the things we're missing out on early on in the season okay so that I want to I want to touch on that you are you have the the spectrum of ages but are, but you're primarily more heavy on the younger side, correct? Yeah, I'd say probably 60% of our team, 60, 70% of our team could be playing U16. Okay, so, so, so the hope yeah. is that these girls, they stay in the program and over a couple of years, they just develop, develop, develop. Exactly, yeah. So this is something that we hope to really make um, kind of the, the place to play when you're a, you know, girls hockey player and you're 10, 11, 12 years old and you're starting to look, you know, and you want to aspire to join this program. You want to aspire to make this team, um, you know, not only in the Carolinas, but in the Southeast. So, um, you know, starting, I think this was, when you're looking at it, this was kind of the first, that younger age group, the 15, you know, the 04s, 05s. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really the first age group. I think we felt that this could actually be reality because there was enough, enough, depth of talent um the girls were very much wanting to reach higher levels of college hockey and things like that so I think when you had enough um depth to fill a full team of that Mm -hmm. then then that's what is you know obviously making reality makes us young but it helps us build for the future and I was talking to coach Mike you are housed primarily in tier two right that's going to be the majority you know 90 percent of your schedule will be tier two Yep, that's correct. So we'll, However, we'll play a couple tier one teams. Yeah, and that's yeah. coming up, right? Yeah, in uh, two weeks. So you, what do you um, think about that? Like, tell me, tell me where the team's at now, because I know you've already got your your feet wet and you got your first taste of competition. So, so yeah, we probably by now we probably should have played, you know, ten, fifteen games, but we've only played about five. Um, so a little behind in terms of games that we'd like, but again, we've been able to practice consistently for almost two months now um which has been great uh so it'll be a good challenge um you know I think uh, so we'll be playing the Washington Pride they're a tier one team out of DC and Maryland area and they're a good program right like they've sent girls to D1 D3 girls that play on the national team in the Olympics so it's it's a good program that has a, a long history and um I think it'll be a good test you know it's it's good to see where you stack up and um 
you know, again, being a younger team, we're playing teams where most of the girls are 17, 18, 19. Right. Um, and getting ready to head to college and things like that. So it'll, it'll be a good test, but I think it's something, um, you know, we need to see where we stack up and it's good for the girls to, you know, make sure, Hey, there's a lot of good female hockey players out here. This yeah. is what we want to aspire to be. And, you know, we've got a few years to get there. That'll be a good measuring stick for you guys, for sure. Um, yeah. Tell me so far, I mean, I know your expectations. I know coach Mike's expectations are gigantic, but I mean, this thing's just a baby. It's still brand new. So tell me about like some of the wins um, after some of your games, not, not wins for games, but um, wins for the program that you're seeing in positives and some struggles where you're still like, holy cow, I didn't even think about that. We got to work on that. Tell me, tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the good is, is again, the, the work ethic of the girls. I think there's no question that they, they want to be there and they're willing to put in the work and, and they're willing to, you know, learn and absorb new information. Um, you know, we, we have realized that, Hey, sometimes it's, it's going back to the fundamentals. We do a lot of pretty basic passing, but you know, that's something that we're struggling with right now is, is, you know, making plays and, and making tape to tape passes and supporting the puck. So it, while it seems basic, it, it's, it's something that's going to be foundational to our game. So we need to work on that now so we can build upon that. Um, okay. So I think that's something that, um, you know, we're constantly working towards every day is, you know, some of these little habits that, that just make a really big difference in the game. And we're fortunate. We record all of our practices. We record every game. Um, so we're doing a lot of video review with the girls to really, you know, just use it as a, a teaching tool of, Hey, you had the puck here, you know, what were your options, right? Cause in the game, you're so sure that you had no, no options. You had no time and space. And then you watch the video and, mm -hmm. you know, making that cross ice pass when you could have gone D to D it's, you know, um, it's definitely uh, eye opening. I think a, a really great teaching tool just for, um, you know, some visual learning, but yeah, guys, yeah I think those are give me a, a quick, uh, tutorial on huddle because you guys yeah keep me oh yeah I'm like that's awesome do I say something or do you, <laughs> you're gonna have yeah, to yeah feel free <laughs> jump in there yeah no huddle's been a you know great tool for us and um it's something we're definitely going to continue to use but it's just good to be able to um you know review a lot of the things that happen even in practice you know we'll sometimes pull clips from practice um of just little habits that you know if we're not doing it in practice we're not going to do it in the game awesome. so it's being able to highlight those things and um again I think the girls they want to learn right they're not resistant to it or anything like that I don't think they're too good but it's just you know getting through that that those habits are really what make the difference but we've all got to do them um so I'm going to put you on the spot here and I know you could I could you could name the, the entire team and I get that if if you were a coach, say some prep schools up north, can you give me several players' names and maybe some older ones that are going to transition out pretty soon where you're like, keep this name in mind because you're going to be hearing this name a lot come the future. Are you willing to give me a couple juicy names in there for some superstars that can fly up and down the ice for you right now? That's a good question. I mean, we, yeah, we have a lot. And again, with our, some of our girls being so young, it's, there's so much like raw talent and potential. Right. Um, so I don't know if I can really pick one. I think, you know, some of our old, older players that, you know, they're starting to, you know, they're looking at colleges and things, but you know, Katie Carlson, she's our captain and uh, got a crazy hard shot. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, you know, Meg Touring on uh, one of our centers, she's 
um, smaller player, but really shifty, smart with the puck. And um, I think those two, you know, just some of our older players. But, you know, we I would say our roster is pretty full of girls that have a lot of potential right. um, and are committed to, to getting better each and every day. Well, and I, I think um, I got a big heart for the small shifty players, too. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think people really quite understand the experience that that these girls are, I mean, I'm jealous, right? Because to say it's just a, a new two sheet complex of ice that is like short selling it. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah the it's... Locker rooms are amazing. I mean, they're so spoiled. I'm like, what, this is a great experience that you're giving everybody. Are they, um, are they, are they taking it for granted or are they, do they understand how big this is? Uh, I, I don't know if they all realize how kind of cool it is. I think, um like yeah the the new facility is just you know top notch um obviously a big upgrade from the hurricanes previous right. practice facility so i think they'll be really happy with it too but right. um yeah i mean you'd be hard pressed to find a, a better facility with some of the locker rooms and the space and you know the, the lobby and you know all these different things um you have play by play for your games are you kidding yeah. me so I was yeah the other night and i was like what yeah, I think, um, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find uh, probably a nicer facility for a lot of, you know, girls, junior programs, girls U19 programs in the country. Um, so we're definitely fortunate. Hopefully the girls realize it too. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, we're, we feel fortunate that it worked out how it did. And, um, again, a lot of the credit there goes to David Ray for um, getting organized and, yep. you know, making sure we're at the new facility just like the boys' teams are and making sure we've got good practice times and all those other things. So there's a lot of parallels parallels with you and his daughter Shelby too, kind of carving your own path when one didn't exist really yet mm -hmm. in the Carolinas. Yeah, yeah. So even yeah, I look back 15 years ago now, but um, you know, even the last five years, like the way obviously the the organizations combined as the Carolina Junior Hurricanes um, is a big stepping stone to just keeping you know combining all this talent. Right, you hate to spread talent thin when there's not a ton of it in a growing market. Um, so now that, you know, it's all under one umbrella, it's, I just think it's so great for the area. And I think, you know, all these things that we're seeing now are a product of that. So you've, and you've met my, uh, little daughter that's going to be coming up in, yeah. I mean, and, and you've got, you've got, uh, an ace up your sleeve. I know I'm not, I'm not sure if you're allowed to tell everybody about it, but like girls hockey is just exploding and the investment by the the hurricanes and the nhl and girls hockey here and i hear that you have some other little news you might be able to give us a little nugget on yeah yeah it's not official but obviously like you said the hurricanes are investing a lot in um growing the girls side of the the youth game and, and just getting more girls involved and, and keeping them involved right i think they get a lot of girls that go to the first goal program which is that learn to play program for you know kids uh, i think five to eight five to nine years old and but then you know after that there's you know you can join a house league you can do all these different things but there's not really an option just for girls only to continue to develop with their peers um to continue to to find you know be on a girls only team if that's what they want um so that's something that um the hurricanes are, are working on and working with them on creating um a, a program and an opportunity to do just that is to um, offer more girls only opportunities so that obviously we can keep more girls in the sport. And then again, it's this pipeline of, um, getting girls to, you know, we have a U14 tier one team. Now we've got great programs at the 10 and 12 level, and we just want to be able to continue to build that pipeline and, and really become a premier, 
um, market for, for hockey in general. Okay, so read, read between the lines, people. Something's coming for learn to play for girls. Just saying, she's not getting into the specifics, but it's coming. And, and if I know Shane and Emil too, and it stinks that COVID hit because weren't, wasn't the, uh, the new learn to play that was coming out, weren't they going to have like a thousand plus? Yeah, it's been growing new- every year. And yeah, so obviously with COVID, um, it put the first goal program on hold just with so many restrictions. And, yeah. you know, you, you need a lot of coaches out there. You need a lot of parents in the rink helping kids get ready. So it, it just didn't right. make sense to do now. But I know, again, Shane and Emil, they're working on making sure there's an opportunity to make sure, you know, no kids get lost in this and that there's going to be, um, you know, an opportunity for them to try out the sport and get involved yep. down the road. Yeah, you couldn't even – we'd have, like, a practice after the uh, the new Learn to Play or first school come out, and you couldn't even get to the locker rooms because it was so yeah. – I mean, and you talk – energy and excitement I mean that's so cool yep yeah so it's, it's fun to help out with and it's obviously fun to, to see kids start the sport for the first time and yeah. um you know fall in love with it uh, okay so we're gonna we're gonna t- take a turn and dive into your story right a girl um originally from Pittsburgh right yep. grew mm-hmm. up in Raleigh playing with co-ed teams and and boys when you started to get to the higher levels like AAA, can you kind of talk about um, what your aspirations were then, what your parents were kind of talking about, about what direction you needed to go? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's kind of funny looking back that I think like my fam- like my parents weren't like hockey people, right? Oh, really? So my brother and I played, yeah, they had, we had no idea what the, the process was. I didn't know what college hockey was, you know, it was okay. just like, we loved it. And um, we wanted to continue to progress in our careers. So yeah, we had started playing, played roller hockey growing up and we moved to Philadelphia for a few years and had some family friends that said, Hey, you should try out ice hockey. And we kind of thought they were crazy because they were going to the rink at like 6am, but we said, okay, we'll try it and just fell in love with it. Um, and then we moved down to Raleigh when I was 10 and I was actually still a goalie at the time. Oh, um, wow. goalie for a year or two. Um, did you yeah, just you know, too? or did you just? Stick- uh, I think that one the one season I just did full goalie. One season I split with another kid. Um, so yeah, I mean it was fun. I just I don't know. I didn't know any different. I just loved playing. And um, then actually the one year, I think when I was just about eleven, I tried out for the boys team as a goalie and then got cut. Um, so mm-hmm. at that point the tryouts were done, um, and the only t- option for me was a the one girls team in all of like the Carolinas and it was a U16 team we had girls from Virginia North Carolina South Carolina and Georgia mm-hmm. to fill one team and it wasn't even like a full team <laughs> um so but I was 11 and you know playing these girls that are 15 16 but it was just again my only option um you got a lot of, sh- got a lot of ice time <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I just remember I had fun um yeah I think they kind of probably just treated me like their little sister and just was along for the ride but yeah you know it was just again didn't even really know um what I was doing or just having fun with it and again it was my only option so I was like all right let's do it um and then I actually switched back to boys the following year so I made the boys team for the next two years it was the east coast eagles back then um played for Andrew Barron uh both those years so he's still around and and heavily involved um and at that point you know I was I had done my first year we we were hitting in peewee back then so I joined as a peewee major um played my bantam minor year with the boys and then obviously that's where the the growth really starts to the growth the strength the speed you know Mm -hmm. um 
really starts to become a little bit more apparent and, you know, just clear that, you know, I'd have to play girls at some point and there still wasn't really any, any local options at all. Um, my brother had been in the same, he was playing for the Eagles as well. He was looking at boarding school and it was kind of just, you know, I would go wherever he went. So he was going to go, um, the one year I was still in playing boys and we got lucky. His coach down here had heard about Shattuck and said, Hey, you should go check it out. Um, so he went towards Shattuck St. Mary's. They said, yeah, you know, come. And so he went up there as his sophomore year. I followed the next year as a freshman. Um, so yeah, I was, you know, again, it was fortunate, um, just lucky timing, obviously, um, Shattuck's, you know, well-known as a, a hockey school and just a things like that. Just a tad. <laughs> yeah, just a little, but you know, even just the timing of, they were kind of revamping their U16 girls team at the time. And, you know, I go as a freshman and, um, get to stay there for four years and play with girls that were on the Olympic team and national teams, all these, and just, you know, on the ice five, six days a week, we were playing like 70, 80 games a year for over eight months. And, you know, just the, the development, the ice time, the coaching, the competition, um, couldn't really have asked for more. And, um, it's a very like blue collar school, right? Like, um, even guys that, you know, go there and they're projected to be superstars, like you're treated the same as everyone else. And, you know, the, you go to the campus, the campus is nice, but it's not like some of these really, really uh, wealthy prep schools you see sometimes it's, it's very simple and, um, and hardworking and pretty blue collar. So I, I loved it. Couldn't have been more grateful to just have gone when I did and met the people I met to have the coaching I got and, um, just develop on and off the ice. See, I'm just, I'm a couple, two, three, five, ten years older than you. And I used to work with a kid that went to Shattuck and all he would talk about was how he was in love with this new kid named Crosby. And <laughs> I was like, oh, do you have a poster of him up on your wall? Like, why won't you shut up about this kid? Little did we know. Yeah. What yeah. It's, about? Yeah. It's cool to obviously they've been able to continue to be the, the powerhouse and, and things like that. But it's also, you know, that being said, I think a lot of areas around the country, you look at St. Louis, you look at Arizona, you know, all these areas are developing programs where you don't have to leave home, right? You can, Carolina, if it's an opportunity. Raleigh, yeah, Carolina. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool to see that as well, where before it was, you had to leave home if you wanted to make the next level. And now there's a lot of markets that are popping up and getting stronger and stronger where you don't have to do that yeah. if you don't want to. It's always there, but um, it definitely helps, you know, with the development and things like that. That is, that's huge for the game. And, you know, I can't imagine uh, my daughter, 13, 14, shipping her off. And I mean, there's no way. There's no, yeah. I don't know how I would do it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't, I'll crutch her. I don't want her to be that good. So she can ship her <laughs> off. But by yeah. that time, there'll be yeah. something happening here so huge she can stay. Yeah. And I think that's what my parents knew is that, you know, there was, they, they knew how passionate I was about the game and that I wanted to, you know, I make the Olympic team and things like that. And, and so it was my only, you know, it was the option at the time. Um, so I think it, it wasn't easy. I was definitely homesick at times, but I just knew that that was something I wanted to do. And um, that was going to be the, the best chances of making that happen. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but before I let you go, can you also go into that, that last phase of um, recruitment? You know, when you were up at Shattuck, I'm sure a lot of eyes were on you and then and then how, how that developed into you heading over to uh, Cornell for four years. 
Yeah. Um, again, I kind of went there and didn't really know about the college process. Um, so it's obviously fun to see the growth of the college game as well. But um, yeah, I just wasn't the most highly recruited player in the world. That's for sure. Um, and back then, you know, you didn't really commit till your junior or senior year was, you know, some kids you see committing in ninth grade and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, right. I got interest from a few schools and Cornell was actually the last one to reach out. And I went and visited the campus uh, the summer after my junior year and just loved it. I love the coaching staff, got to sit down with them. Um, I love the campus and the, the, the way the program, they had just lost in triple overtime in the national championship game the year before. Um, but I just knew that, you know, there was a ton of Canadian national team girls in the program and things like that. And I just saw it as a place where I would get better, um, that I would improve as a player and get to learn from, you know, Olympians and national team players every single day. Um, and that was something that, that really appealed to me. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a, a no brainer. Um, once I kind of visited the campus and met the coaches and things like that. And again, like really, really lucky for the, uh, the four years we had with the success and the teams right. and the players I played with. And, um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was an experience in four years that I loved. And those other schools should have recruited you harder because you wound up <laughs> going pro. They should have yeah. known better. Yeah, it was funny. I, I was thinking about this like a couple months ago and, you know, it was kind of like, oh, thinking back, like, did I want to prove them? Like, do you want to prove those schools wrong or those coaches wrong? And I looked at it more of, I want to prove Cornell, right. You know, cool. like right at that point it wasn't, you know, it's like, I, why, why did I give any thought to people that didn't really want me at their, at their program? And it was more like these, this program, this coaching staff, they wanted me. Um, and I was going to do everything I could to, to prove them wrong because they were invest or prove them right because they were investing in me and, um, as a player and a person and so that was just uh something I was reflecting on a few months ago and, and something I've tried to tell people as much as it gives you a little edge to want to prove people wrong whether you know you're working out and you want to do a little bit extra or things like that shoot some extra pucks um, it's also hey making sure that the people that are in your corner your family the coaching staff mm -hmm. the program that you're you're proving them right that's a great attitude that's I, I always played it with a chip on my shoulder but that's a that's a totally different paradigm yeah it's still a chip just a little bit of a different yeah sure. different spin on it right on all right well i'm gonna give you the last word before i let you go um and i'd also like how uh how can people connect with what you're doing the new team like through social yeah so um yeah the uh the junior at junior canes girls i think covers kind of the whole girls program okay. um, a lot of uh, updates about our premier team um, on Twitter and Instagram and things like that. So that's probably a good place to check. And then, um, yeah. And then I think just, you know, I guess the one thing I'd just add is just the, the future of women's hockey is very exciting. Um, even beyond the, the U19 level, um, today, actually there was announcement that secret deodorant, um, put in a million dollars to the PWHPA, which is the professional women's hockey players association. Yeah. Um, and so there's a, they're making a big investment in the game. You're seeing a lot more sponsors, whether it's the WNBA, the NWSL, um, get in on women's sports and, and obviously more coverage and things like that. So um, I look at it as too, as you know, if there's a, a future to play professional hockey as a female athlete, um, that the trickle down effect that has all the way down to the kids that are just learning how to play. If they can see their favorite female athletes, um, on on tv 
they're accessible, all these different things, like that changes the whole trajectory of, you know, hockey and development and things like that. So I think that's really exciting as well. Got a lot happening. And if, yeah. uh, especially here, and I'm, I'm prejudiced because this is where I'm planted and I've got, I'm, you know, raising my daughters here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, if people are interested and they're, they're close to the area or they're actually thinking about, you know, transplanting and they want to come south to a, to a great place, how would they, how would they get in touch with you or David Ray? Um, or I, I can even put your contact information in the show notes if that's okay with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I'm always happy to, to chat or point people in the right direction. Um, with any interest. Again, I think it's, it's exciting time to be part of hockey in the Carolinas and mm -hmm. obviously the investment the hurricanes are making on and off the ice. And obviously the success they're having as a team certainly helps as well. Um, just to bring more people in. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot more, you know, girls and women involved in the sport, more people of color. Um, and I think that's can be more exciting. Well, I want to thank you very much. I appreciate your time, Melissa. And if you run into that other coach out on the ice, the one with the mustache, you can give him a <laughs> little nudge. Yeah, I think he said he was trying to, he's going to call you too. back soon. So he said yeah. he'd get back to you. I'd love to get him on uh, a podcast as well as um, even do some like, uh, if you guys are open to some behind the scenes and um, chatting with some of the players at the rink and get some of their uh, perspective on how the season's going, we could, we could keep this on going. And, uh, have a little documentary this year. Yeah, yeah I know Mike said he'll get back to you, so I'll, oh. I'll get on him. <laughs> All right, well, I thank Alyssa for being on the show today. Remember, this is brought to you by Scout My Game. Um, you can get your free player profile if you go there. We'll leave that down in the show notes as well. This is the Hockey Podcast of the Carolinas. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. This Around the World Scout My Game podcast starred Alyssa Gagliardi, interviewed by Ryan Dupro, produced and edited by Tyler Fisher for Scout My Game. Again, follow us on all social media platforms at Scout My Game.